spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to another Geek First review. I am the honey man, Kirkland Patzer. And who do I have here with me today? I am uh, Winnie the Pooh, Taylor Field. <laughs> Very honey-centric names tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And if you can't guess by our names, you're probably super thrilled for a big Geek First Beekeeper review. This is a big, highly requested film. <laughs> Don't listen to U.S. Clayton on Discord. If you're on the GV Discord, go ch- go check that out. Uh, you know, he he might have said, "Do not see this film." So <laughs> that's his quick thoughts on, on that. But uh, you know, we'll get into our thoughts, spoiler-free, of course, initially, and then we'll jump into spoilers. But before we get into that, uh, just a quick plugs. We got our yearly Geek First Satisfaction Survey. That's where you can go on and post what you love or. Yeah, <laughs> what you love, what we're doing, <laughs> only what you, you hate. Love. Yeah, only, we only want positive feedback. No, we we want positive and negative feedback. Uh, you know, some some nice um, 
constructive criticism, as they would call it, perhaps. Or you could just go on there and rant, whatever it might be. The link will be in the description for that. I think it's going another week here. Um, and we, we love to hear from you on how we can improve or if you love what we're doing there. Um, as well as with that, you go check out our Patreon. That's probably the best way to support us. Put up that little banner there. You can get everything ad-free, early, and exclusive. We got some nice, juicy, exclusive content on there. Um, you know, all of our retros that we post on there go up early, uh, as well as just some Patreon exclusive episodes. And right there, we got our big tier four p Patreon producer tiers. Uh, big shouts out to Aaron Braden, April of Darkness, Joshua Wright, Gr Jack Grant, Muds, and Sam. Thank you so much to each and every one of you, as well as just anyone that listens and puts in comments and all the other tiers of Patreon. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some other things to plug, but let's just <laughs> let's just get into the meat potatoes. Or before we do that, Taylor, where can they find us? Ladies and gentlemen, with your internet connection in the search bar, geekverse.ca is our home base. Geekverse cast is our Twitter. Geekverse is our Facebook. Fantastic. All right. Um, <laughs> here we are for Beekeeper. Obviously, uh, if you can tell, it's just Taylor and I. We are the only ones brave enough to, to face this <laughs> film. Travis was a big not want to see this film. We even had a, uh, for our previous 24 24 hour extra life stream. You know, we had a big stretch goal of whatever. I don't even remember what the dollar amount was. It was pretty 2, substantial. 2,500. 2, so if we, if we reached that, Travis would have been here with us. But we did not, unfortunately, this year. So uh, he did not have to make this. I, I Part of me wants to do this as like my geek verse. <laughs> uh, golden I geek. thought about it. <laughs> golden I geek film. I think like if we, if I think this Travis would have really laughed a lot in this movie. And I think, I think if so we all too. saw it, we would have been riding off each other. I 100% agree. No, I, I definitely, this, this film had a lot of things in it that just reminded me of those like peak theater going moments. Uh, you know, like when we're all seeing it together, just a lot of ridiculous things were happening. I, I was just laughing at myself so many times in this, in this film for good and bad reasons. Um, uh, I guess, I guess I'll just transition right into my thoughts. So yeah, spoiler free, of course, initially, uh, this movie, I will say it's pretty much what I was expecting. Um, as, as, as when I saw the trailers, it's just, <laughs> Pretty crazy concept, Statham being this this beekeeper, and in the trailers they they had him going in there like one v forty in like this whole this whole security crew, and I'm just like, man, I'm so there for that. I I like I'm I'm so ready for just this higher than life Jason Statham kicking ass uh, type of film. I'm I'm a big fan of Statham. I haven't seen like all the fast movies that he's been in, but just like from the from the Crank days, love him there, and I really feel like he he kind of just fits in that category of like you know what you're getting from him. He just kind of he almost feels like the exact same type of character in everything that he's in, but I love him for that. It's it's probably big nostalgia just watching those those films like back in the day uh, that he was a part of, and just yeah, really liking the action that comes with it. And so yeah, I <laughs> the trailer was just ridiculous. I was pretty much in from there, and it's pretty much what you would be expecting. Although I will say that. Um, I was not expecting the escalation that this film has. It, you know, it, it starts when he's, it's in the trailer, so it's not even a spoiler, but he, uh, a woman that he's caring for gets scammed and then she uh, commits suicide. So then that, that's where it kind of starts his his revenge of, of tracking down these, these scammers and just burning them to the ground. And I just did not expect us to keep going and like to where he <laughs> ends up by the end. I won't say what that is because it's kind of a spoiler, like the, the, the big main head honcho that he takes out. I was just baffled by that. But no, by no means is this a, uh, a like, 
I I because I, I want to say it's not a good film, but like I just had such a good time with it. But I also had a lot of moments that I was just completely scratching my head on. Specifically with the plot, there's a lot of characters that are in here that I just really did not care for. I felt like we had some really good action. I feel like I, I, I really liked pretty much all the action in this. It, it had some nice high-octane moments, um, some good fight choreography. But we would go from like a big fight scene to some other characters that I just didn't really care about. And then and then it would go to some good action. So I, I thought just like the flow of it was kind of choppy sometimes. Um, pacing had some issues here and there and just some like really stupid characters now there is a lot of moments when it's just like man this is so stupid how this one guy can just take out like a thousand people pretty much you know my maybe minor exaggeration there but for some reason that just really didn't affect me i feel like it actually boosted my overall enjoyment because it i I was kind of getting hints of like some john wick isms in there where john wick is just this like baba yaga that can just completely decimate everyone and he's like this fear this feared spirit that like no one can take out. Hundred percent. I like. I'd wonder who who would make it out. So I like because they're just they are like this Baba Yaga type characters, and that definitely was scratching that John Wick itch that I was kind of not expecting to get from this. And so that was kind of nice for sure. Um, but there there still was a lot of cringy moments on screen that I I just really didn't care for some of the dialogue that was in there. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been talking a little while. So I'll, I'll pass along to Taylor here for like recommendations, I guess. Or maybe maybe I'll do that after. I'll pass it to you and then we'll do recommendations and <laughs> we'll jump into spoilers. Um, the, the, I think I really genuinely forgot the baseline for what this movie was going to be based on the trailers. Uh, I felt like I there were certain scenes that I could not keep up with. They happened so quick and my mind was like, whoa, that just happened. Holy shit. That's mind boggling. Uh, I, I love the action. I loved how ambiguous this was and how like it was just it was black and white for Jason Statham's character. That was it. And <laughs> that's that's all I needed. There was so there were so so many twists and turns, but at the same time it was a very linear narrative. And just as you said and alluded to, that ending part where we got to was the last thing I expected. It was like, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a full 100. Like I was almost I was waiting for like up. the we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence moment, honestly. <laughs> totally. Like it, it almost got there in this movie. It absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah. So I, I was there for it. I really, really was. I I was in, as soon as credits rolled, I immediately was just jotting my notes down because I thought, oh, this was fucking hilarious. This was really, <laughs> really funny. It's just certain things that really stood out to me. And I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Like, I, again, I, I, I saw it alone in my showing. Um, but the other people that I was with, because it's almost a sold-out theater. Of course, the, the oh, Cineplex wow. one is a little bit smaller than the landmark ones. But everyone was laughing at the same scenes that I was laughing at. And, and it was just so, so crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> but I, I don't think that this deserves as much flack as it probably is going to get. Because I, I had a genuinely good entertaining experience with this there wasn't a single time where i felt like i was bored and i needed to like pull my eyes off the screen i was engaged with it i was loving it and while there were definitely some very flamboyant characters like it's almost like there would be like um you're going through a video game and then the next boss comes in on screen and they're just like they're they stand out very different from a crowd of the regular characters the the minions that you're fighting the scott adkins type character coming in yeah exactly (laughs) so much like not exactly that character but almost like where he just stands out so so easily totally and so when those characters come in it's like well this is this is definitely a a change up but then you you laugh about it and they're they're intense but there there were some really cool uh fight choreographies that were done in this i I really really enjoyed it so 
yeah good good stuff yeah for sure um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, my my theater. Because uh, I I saw this at like three fifty like afternoon. It was so pretty not at a you know mainstream time to see it. I I still was surprised with how many people were in there. It actually wasn't in the big extreme theater. It was in one of the smaller ones. Oh. Um, I I thought it was in the in the big one. So, uh, but there was. I don't know, maybe like eight people total in there. <laughs> I, I saw it with my dad and, and his buddy. So uh, there was the three of us that were probably the most engaged with it. They, they were loving it. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll give their quick review. They absolutely loved it. My dad's a huge Statham fan and he had, he had a big blast for that. So as, as far as recommendations go, I definitely think that if you are a fan of Statham, like you, you I think you will like this movie for sure. You know, take it for what it is. It's it, you're not going to be going there for like an Oscar-winning plot or anything. A lot of the dialogue is just super, super flat. Like even Statham's lines, I feel like it's just been like just a recycled line. <laughs> yeah, it, it's B references, and then like a badass recycled line that he's probably said in like nine different of his movies of of just like <laughs> something that he says before he kicks someone ass, and I I, I was totally fine with that because. You know, you got to know with what you're getting when you're heading into this. Don't don't expect, uh, you know, like I said, like a, a rock solid plot. Um, but I definitely think this is a fun movie to watch. And yeah, as far as action goes, like if if you want a, an action movie, I think this definitely, uh, I think it definitely fits that that category. That's why I was so, so like kind of thrown back by uh, you know U.S. Clay <laughs> uh Clay on Discord, like like his thoughts on it initially. I didn't read his full review. I didn't want to get spoiled before I saw the movie, so I'll definitely check that one out. I think it was like a one and a half star. star and he was um, just just I I feel like going into it, he was mentioning that he wanted something just just stupid action, and you know I apologize, Clay, if I'm recycling your words here incorrectly, but. I, I feel like stupid action is definitely what this movie is. So I definitely would recommend it for those of you that, you know, fit that category. And um, yeah, I although like maybe maybe this is one that you could definitely wait for streaming. I, I, I do want Travis to see this movie definitely on, on stream mm-hmm. at some point because I, I think there is still some moments that he's going to find funny with just the whole beekeeper-isms and especially with where we go on the plot. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Anything mean, else? Jason, Jason, say them aside. When the the intro was happening in the theater, and, and you're, you're dropping like names, producers, everything like that, uh, I wasn't. I completely, maybe I don't know if I knew this already, but I forgot. But Josh Hutcherson was in this, which yeah. is an absolute delight. And then Jeremy Irons was in this too. Yeah, which I, I was believe. shocked to see his name. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good cast. <laughs> good cast for sure. Josh Hutcherson's <laughs> character is just like. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know if I had like high expectations for this guy or anything. But I'm just like, man, how far, how, how far he's come from, uh, from the Hunger Games. <laughs> that this is the third of the world, bridge to Terabithias to, to his character here. Because I, I feel like anyone really could have fit like his character. Like, uh, you know, like there's a big, big list of people that could have made that character uh, for for what mm-hmm. it was. Because it's not, it's not really a, a good character or anything like that. Just kind of a piece of shit character. But. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything else spoiler free, or should we just jump into the? Um, I think I will say I, I will say at the opening sequence, it's very like uh, just montage of like bees and hives. And as someone that struggles with tryptophobia, it was major triggering for that. If you don't know what that is, definitely give it a Google. Uh, I'm not gonna pull it up because that is something that just really gives me anxiety it's it's a strange thing there's a small percent of people out there but if you have tryptophobia <laughs> maybe close your eyes at the at, at the whole the whole hive thing you know uh long story short it's basically just 
little sequence of holes that kind of irritate you. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of an odd thing. But uh, even like when I watched uh, Candyman, oh, there's a certain scene when he just has like the hive all over him. It was totally, it freaked the hell out of me, mostly just for that reason. But uh, so, yeah, there's your little little warning there. Tedfield, let's go to our first ad break and then we're going to be coming back to unravel this hive. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. All right, Taylor Field, where do you want to go? Um, well, I mean, I, I'll just drop it real quick. The the intro, you were talking about the, the tryptophobia sequence. Uh, yes. I think it's it caught me off guard because it went really in-depth, like bees and religion, Egyptian bees and stuff. I was like, they're really going <laughs> yeah. hard. Like, 
Wow. <laughs> I, for for a brief moment, I thought we were gonna get some like secret society of like beekeepers that like since the Egyptian <laughs> era have like just been I don't know this like Illuminati type type crew. I I, I kind of <laughs> thought we were going with that, which is how intense the beekeeping aspect to it. And I guess we can just start there with like the whole beekeeping thing. I I honestly I kind of liked it. Just this like underground major spook of this like again it's something that i've seen in so many different action movies before whether it's um like the jason bourne series uh bridgestone i think i think that's what that was called um they're like secret society of you know like not even the government really knows what this is it's like a total spook agents and like again like it like it has been used before but i think i'm just such a sucker for that because i just i love those jason bourne movies that's one of the earlier action movies series that i have seen and um just pairing that with with statham i i really liked it it's definitely a lot more comedic than uh than what the um like the jason bourne bridgestone thing is because um just i think just with how it plays like they don't really go in too much effort to try and explain it at all it's it, it's just like a john wick thing like okay this is the beekeepers oh my gosh they are they are the legends like they are they are the agents that that take out the the biggest badasses in the world like even jeremy irons character is one point he's like he's uh he's talking to a, a group of like delta squadron seal team six like the biggest badass military guys in the world and he's like you're a bunch of pussies when it comes to this guy and like that like it's just so funny the way that he's like dropping that line in the moment but like they just go with it so i i think they do a good job at kind of keeping to that line of like the john wick fantastical how they have like these these higher than um like uh what's the word i'm looking for just 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 these higher ideas that like you don't really have to explain and make them realistic it's just this is what we're given for this movie just 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 go with it and mm -hmm. uh that, that definitely worked for me for for all the beekeeper stuff especially when <laughs> when we see like the other beeper uh beeper the other beekeeper come in later on that's just a total fucking nut job like <laughs> like that that moment i i was laughing so hard uh in that sequence we'll, we'll get to there for sure but how did you feel about the whole uh beekeeper aspect to it all and you know at, at moments it goes a little bit too extreme i think even for me but for the most part i definitely was okay with it yeah i think the whole secret agency that's like outside of the the governing body is it's it's always something that kind of pulls me in i enjoy it so that was definitely a good time um yeah the I guess we can kind of use it to transition into the fact that, yeah, he, he kind of, he's retired. And so they send yes. another beekeeper because it's a beekeeper organization. And so his replacement goes after him. Who's just straight out of like a pay to win skin uh, <laughs> coming in there. hundred percent with the tracer pack. She, even her gun has like the, uh, like, like the pink bullet tracer mm -hmm. things on it. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. It does. So she comes in and just, she's got a fucking mini gun on the back of her vehicle, <laughs> which is so random. It's just, this is why I feel like this fits in the John wick realm to a slight yeah. degree. Uh, it just, it totally caught me off guard. Just how that that whole fight just went down. It was crazy. And just how he fucking has a jar of honey and just whips it and it's it throws it like ten feet, smashes on her head. Then he just lights her on fire. It was crazy. Uh, and it's it's a slow buildup uh, forming in this film that starts to tell me, okay, this is getting progressively more violent, and it's hard for me to kind of keep track of how 
violent we're actually going to get in this in this movie because there's things that happen that's just get more crazier and crazier and crazier but it starts with that the fact that okay it's very dark you don't see her killing herself uh, the woman but she yeah she commits suicide and it was just like i was getting like agitated because they just fooled her so easily and she lost all that and i was not expecting her to kill herself again i've totally forgot about that from the trailers so it was kind of like a i think that whole the whole sequence is in the trailer as well like it's I know, like I, I haven't seen the trailer in a little while, but just, just thinking back, I'm pretty sure they, they show that whole moment because they, they even show him go to the call center in the trailer and just lighting people on fire. They do, and I thought that was actually going to be like the, the crescendo, the high point yeah. of the film. So, so early so, on, it was so <laughs> early on. So I'm so glad that that was actually yeah they got they got out of the way because I was like, okay, where are we going to go next? And whoa. Do, do we go places? Holy shit. <laughs> do we go places? Yeah, like even um, like the main douchebag guy, like or not the main one, the, the first one, I should say, the guy that's at the first call center, the one that actually talks to uh, the poor lady, I think her name was Eloise, um, mm-hmm. that scams her out of it. Like I thought that was going to be like one of our main antagonists of of the film. I really don't remember seeing Josh Hutcherson at all in the trailer. Um, again, like I said, like it's been a little while since I've seen that trailer, but um, I, I thought that this other guy was going to be one of the bigger villains. Which he was like a whiny individual in the trailer, so I thought he might be getting like I, I might get tired of him pretty early on. But he they they he gets rid of him so quickly <laughs> and in a nice satisfaction, uh, satisfactory manner, I should say. You want to talk? You want to talk uh, about him? I guess a little bit more because I got a few things. Just I guess, <laughs> sure. Maybe it's more like Jason Statham, I guess, in relation to this guy. But like, yeah, he he's leading the this this I guess the Boston branch, and they're they're running the scams. The cons. they weren't they in Boston like... first. I think he goes to Boston for the uh, the second one. Uh, oh, okay, nine okay. nine something, whatever that that one was called. But this one was like UGD or or, or UDG or something. One like of that. the subdivisions that was running. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So Jason Statham, he goes there, deals with this guy, and get, lets everyone kind of off on a warning. After like knocking the shit out of some people, but this this guy leading this charge, he calls up Josh Hutcherson. He's like, okay, like I'll I'll take care of it, kind of a thing. And so he, I love how they go in, they find out where Jason Statham is, and then he goes in so fucking confident. And Jason Statham <laughs> just takes out like his goons, and then he's freaking out and just cuts his fingers off. He's like, okay, that that fucking sucks. And just I I thought he was out of the picture. I really didn't think he was gonna come back. But then he calls Josh Hutcherson. He's crying and he's just <laughs> and he's like, holy shit. But the scene that got me was out of fucking nowhere. Jason Statham punches through his windshield <laughs> and then ties him up. And clearly it was a fucking uh, dummy because when he t- <laughs> the truck goes off the bridge and he's like screaming and he gets pulled off. <laughs> holy shit! I was not expecting that. Again, that's another thing that I'm pretty sure was in the trailer, but like even just seeing it on the big screen, I, I I was laughing so hard of just like the the ridiculous nature of it because as you said, like it's it's so clearly a dummy like just getting pulled by the vehicle because he just looks so stiff and you just hear his <laughs> yeah. scream going in. It just it was so ridiculous. So like at, like those moments, I can definitely some people just not liking, but for me, it was hilarious. Me mm-hmm. me, my dad and his buddy were just were totally eating up that whole sequence, and then like this movie has a lot of those moments of just ridiculous things happening. That uh, fortunately for me, like I, I definitely took it the right way. Um, but uh, do you have anything else to say? I will just that that's that's I guess where we get like Josh Hutcherson's first conversation with Jason Statham, and he's like, "What?" Jason Statham's like, "What's what's your name?" 
And he's like, I told you my name. It's Mr. Fuck You. <laughs> he's just he's just so great. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe where I'll differ a little bit. I, I, I didn't really care for Josh Hutcherson that much in, in this in this film at all. Like he is just like that douchebag, mm-hmm. uh definitely privileged individual who you know, like we later we find out he's the son of the president of the United States, which that that's the big moment that we haven't mentioned yet yet that we'll definitely get there, but Mr. Clay Jason Statham's character ends up going after POTUS in her like <laughs> in her uh her beach house or whatever the hell it is, her her country house. So, you know, we'll 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 get there. But uh going back to like the whole call center thing and even just like the initial um I guess motivation that gets our beekeeper kinda out of retirement, I I do remember that from the trailer, but I I think that the way that it was done was actually pretty good. Like I I I, I haven't been scammed myself, thankfully, but like I'm pretty sure that's like how those scams pretty much go. Like they just mm-hmm. totally take advantage of these people that are just maybe elderly or just not very like um like computer savvy, and like it's just like getting taking advantage of these individuals when they're just like trusting because they they think that their whole they're losing their whole data their computers getting viruses or whatever so just fuck scammers in general so that i i did like that that was kind of like the main enemy because it's it's an enemy that like everybody would probably agree with that like yeah fuck those people like let's go after them and people that have been scammed i'm i'm sure you know there's moments that they wish they could just pull out the the jason statham card and go burn down their whole their whole call call centers maybe not murder as many people but you know to deliver justice and um I, I think later on the whole maybe plot of that kind of gets messy for me, especially just like because we find out that Jess Hutcherson's mom not only is POTUS, but she's also, I mean, she, I guess she stepped down from her billion dollar CEO company to become president of the United States. But like, why is this billion dollar company really needing to be scamming people? Like, like that's where, where like the line was getting a little bit weird. It just seemed like they do kind of explain that like they got money i guess from it to to boost her campaign and that's kind of what josh hutcherson's role she was. didn't know though right that they were scamming yeah. people because she's yeah, not just making she money know. for the fbi doing fbi things but yeah the sun kind yeah. of distorted it and like he changed like the whole way that like their company works because it's supposed to be like tracking down like terrorists or whatever like like data mm-hmm. collection but they just use it to scam people and that's where it's just like like th- this is just a little bit unbelievable because I, I I feel like especially on like a big company like that like you have board members it's not just like one privileged little <laughs> yeah. li- little guy that's just like <laughs> running this whole show, and so like that stuff is definitely I th- I think a con overall just like that general thing because it, it, like that is how this whole thing happens like that's how these call centers are working is because <laughs> the president's son is just like totally he's like doing blow at work and just totally fine <laughs> which is scamming all these people and it's it's almost like he's just doing it to be that asshole and they do give a bit of a weak reasoning throughout the film i i, I guess for why he's doing it to not only get money but um i don't know it, it's just a little bit messy for me so f- that i didn't love but Again, like that's not what I was focusing too much on. I, I was able to kind of look past that f- because of the action and uh, some of the other just funny sequences that that happened later on. But I definitely wanted to mention that because although I, I thought that the initial scammer thi- like plot line and, and the motivation for our beekeeper to be kicking ass, what I did like it because it's it's like a good common enemy that you would want to take out. It uh, later on it got a little bit messy. Just I think it's just because of the big scale of it. Like I would have been fine if he's just going after scammers and like that's just what he does. But <laughs> like we kind of been beating around the bush, but literally by the end, like he's he's on a mission to take out 
the mother of this bad seed. He's, he's going for the the queen bee that's produced this 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 the shitty queen offspring. Bee slayer, right? That's what they call <laughs> yeah, them. yeah, exactly. And like. It's so stupid and ridiculous, but I was just like, man, fuck yeah, let's do this. Statham, like, <laughs> let's go full Hitman Codename 47 on the, on these people and just, in like, infiltrate. And, like, again, like, that's where I just get on, like, the, the higher-than-life type moments of, of the John Wick-isms where he takes on, like, pretty much the whole FBI, like, the CIA, the Secret Service, these, like, SEAL Team 6 <laughs> members, and, like, not even just, like like six man squads at a time. Like he literally walks up to a group of FBI agents when they're surrounding a building to, de- to be like defending this guy. And he just fucking hand to hand combats them all before going into the building. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And like, you know, like I, I think John Wick does a little bit more of a, an effort of explaining how these moments happen because they at least have like, like the jackets that are bulletproof. Right. And they, they, they like try and show reasoning on how this this works even though it, it is a little bit ridiculous and less realistic this one just kind of throws that to the side and i can understand oh, it. yeah i can understand why people would have cons with that but for me it's just like fuck it let's just do it let's just let's just kick ass here we have jason statham jason statham with god mode on and he's just invincible and i, I was i was eating that up so this is definitely more of a movie for me but i said a lot there but uh yeah you jump in well you mentioned a really really good thing there yeah they don't explain like certain sequences unfolding it's just jason statham in full god mode and so yeah he does he takes out that that group of fbi agents <laughs> that are all wearing like decked out military gear so yeah. basically setting up the the scenario so seal team six members and whatnot are hired by the bad guys to go into the main hub of the one of the uh online scamming sites yes. and there's this guy with an accent running this joint and whatever like that and they got all like the the people in there doing the same thing just like we saw in the other office that jason statham tore down and jason statham's trying to get in here so the seal team says okay you uh fbi guys you stay out here seal team goes in upstairs and they get into a debacle because the scammers are like oh you guys need to get out we're making money and they reluctantly leave jason statham magically appears upstairs while all the scammers are clapping their hands that the the seal teams are going <laughs> and he's clapping too <laughs> <laughs> i like, fucking lost he it. just like fast traveled from so so he was so again like this is such a lockdown situation not only do we have fbi and police locking down this whole block and like watching all the entrances they're like planning on the areas that he could be going to to like strategically do this there's at least like 15 of them outside too he oh yeah and then inside you have like delta squad seal team six all in there with their tack gear ready to go i would imagine everyone's like monitoring every little entrance and then Stephen just like walks up to the powwow of the fbi guys and he's just like talking he's like yeah no i wouldn't do that and then he just fucking proceeds to kick ass like i was just chuckling at how ridiculous that was and uh but yes it was outrageous. Sorry, and then yeah, oh, no, yeah. He, he just he just shows up in the boardroom with clapping his just hands clapping off yeah. fuck that got me so good and just the guy behind him like just looks down at this like watch out poster. poster yeah, yeah water poster below holy shit i that that just that <laughs> absolutely just broke me i was laughing and then especially too when he goes and like just slits the boss guy down and he's just like whacking him with the stapler oh, like crazy 
If I was that guy, I feel like I would have talked. Definitely initially, like before he throws me even through the window, let alone like 27 staples to the forehead and the hands later. Oh but, my uh, gosh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that's that scene that scene just broke me. And after that, he just proceeds to just kick ass. He just shreds and cuts through this SEAL Team 6 group of guys. And the the thing that really just it, I didn't have enough time to process it and think about it because it just happened when he like, the SEAL team's chasing him and they cuts to the elevator and he just fucking shoots up like a fucking, you know, the <laughs> mailing tube and those mailing pipe things. He's just up and then they just go in the elevator and start unloading and he's like, are you done? And they're all reloading. He fucking detonates and cuts the elevator. So the elevator just immediately drops and a guy tries to jump up but gets sliced oh, in yeah. half. I was like, I was not ready for that. Those remind me happen. of Resident Evil when they yeah. when that lady gets decapitated. Yeah. And like all all of that like like visuals for me just totally hit when those moments happen. Because there's a lot of violence in this movie and it's just like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. And I, I feel like I had that reaction multiple times. It's it's nice because it doesn't go full into like the the torture porn stuff that I really don't like, but it like it still was gory and, and definitely an R-rated adventure. Um, mm -hmm. I'm assuming this was R-rated. It definitely felt like it. There's <laughs> oh, it has to be. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of ridiculousness going on in here. Um, yeah. No, I think that's all I wanted to say on that section. Um, Let's see if I got anything else on that. We're, yeah. We're, I, maybe maybe I'll, I'll, I'll mention the... Um, the police people because th this is or like the fbi um individual so this is this is a section that i actually really didn't like in in the movie i was pretty just bored with them every time that we would go uh the people that i'm talking about is eloise the the lady that was scammed initially her daughter is like an fbi agent um and she's trying to track down these these scammers like the right way and then of course jason statham's just doing his thing so that kind of puts uh, because she's following the case, like she's on, he he's on her list rather of uh, just trying to like find him. And although they're, they're kind of after the same people, he's doing it the beekeeping route, and she's trying to do it by the book. And I I just really didn't care for this character at all, let alone her um, her her partner. I I just felt like a lot of the times when we would go from like an action sequence, this kind of was alluding to earlier on the spoiler free section, but. It would be like a Statham kick-ass moment, and then it would go to them, like in the office, like I don't know, like trying to find leads, and then of course it would be like something that Statham did, and they're like, okay, we we got to go with the scene, and I feel like all those scenes I just really didn't care for. I I I don't know if it's the actress or I, it's probably just the the writing on it, but I it was just super super flat, and I I really didn't need those moments. I I, I understand trying to show like the daughter's perspective, but. Even the perspective that they're going for, I felt like it was just so shallow and so flat. Like even even earlier on, when because um, uh, Mr. Clay, Jason Statham's character, he he finds obviously uh, Eloise uh, killed in, in her home, and that's where they that's where he meets the daughter. And initially, of course, she suspects that he's the one that did it, and um, it just felt like she had zero emotion to like seeing her her mom. Like she says, like, "Oh, my mom's dead," and like, there's no tears. There's no like tr like moments of like music that's trying to like boost these emotional moments of like her finding her mom there. Like they really just didn't do any effort. I thought to like try and get those like tear jerking moments or or anything like that. And uh, because this movie is just so ridiculous, I don't think it has to have that. But it it seemed like they 
they went they inched in that direction and because it was just so shallow and so flat i wish they didn't even do that because i i just really didn't care for her motivation at all because she just seemed so detached from that actual emotional moment of losing her mom and throughout the whole thing i just her it seemed like her her goal was just all over the place because she says multiple times that she wants to get mr clay because what he's doing is is against the book and she wants to do it right and even her partner asked her later on of like why are you even going after this guy if he's like he's doing what you would want him to do right like mm -hmm. he's going after all of these corrupt individuals all these assholes and just doing the easy thing or just taking them out and uh that's kind of what she wants to do but she wants to do it the right way and then we get way later on in the movie when he when he's leaving you know we'll get there but when, <laughs> when he's doing his his exfil after he's taken out josh hutcherson and she just lets him go and i'm like like why even like say that this is what her motivation is like i'd rather her actually helping him out throughout the entire movie if this is the result because like she's just like a nothing character so i i really didn't like her throughout it and um I don't, like I don't even know her total screen time. I feel like it's it's much longer than I would have wanted. I I really just wish it was like all Statham really on screen. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. What how do you how do you feel about those characters? I I didn't mind them. I th I think how I took it because you make a good point based on how her affection and her response to her mom passing was. I attribute it to just being this one sentence where she says to Jason Statham like, "Hey, I've." Uh, I wasn't really close. So I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but she didn't, she explained that she didn't have a very close relationship and it wasn't a great relationship with her mom because again, you learn that her mom favored her brother more than favored her. So there obviously was some right. disconnect there. And I guess that's, I guess what they're going for and representing how she wasn't really, she was, she was feeling emotional, but just kind of drinking her sorrows away. Um, but I liked how, I liked how things kind of transitioned for her. I liked that she was having meetings with like the deputy secretary and just getting all the assets that she needed. And it, it, it kind of makes me think it's a similar story to Mish. Well, sort of mission impossible dead reckoning part one, where you got that cop and he, his goal is to capture Ethan hunt. And that's his main thing. And he's going all the way through the whole movie, just there trying to catch him, but never can get him. Right. And maybe this girl is a little bit more expedited in her narrative because she does let him go. Whereas that guy in mission impossible, he, he didn't really, he just wanted to get the guy. So that's the only difference, but I, I guess it's, it's fitting. It worked for me. I, yeah. I don't know if I, I needed any more screen time than what we got. It was just enough. So perfect. Uh, okay, where do you want to... Actually, maybe we'll go to another ad break here and then we'll uh, we'll jump back for some more beat. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Keep in action. All right. We're back, Taylor. Where are we going? Um... Yeah, I mean, we talked about that beekeeper. Uh, I I love how, not to kind of go back into the whole organization of things, but just when do it. the mom was dead and then the, the FBI agent daughter was, I guess, asking him for help or... I, can't I don't even know. If, like, I don't even think she asked him for help. She's just like, I'm going to get this guy. And then that's where he's just doing his fucking beekeeperisms of like, got to protect the hive. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 man, the bees. I would, I would hate trying to have a conversation with this fucking beekeeper where like everything he says just has something to do with the hive. I, I, I like the gimmick for the movie. I found it funny, especially the way that Statham was just delivering the lines. <laughs> he was very dedicated to his craft, but like not... At any moment, is is she like, oh yeah, no, like, like we're gonna take this guy out together, or like, like says like, don't worry, I'm gonna take, a, I'm gonna find this guy. She's just like on her own, saying like, yeah, no, like I'm gonna do everything I can to to let this, or take take this motherfucker down. And he's like, I gotta. <laughs> I, I think what happens is he like stands up. She's like, where are you going? Got to tend to the hive. And Go to <laughs> like, the hive. Like you've been awake all night. And bees come first. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. So I I think that's the only time they talk actually like. Um, other than like when she's chasing him uh and like you know like stop this isn't the way like like that sort of dialogue but that really is like all it is and again that's kind of what i was speaking to earlier like i i wish they kind of if if they're going to show emphasis on this character at least have her maybe be like the inside person that can kind of help him out but i mean he's the beekeeper he doesn't need help from this fbi agent um but yeah i digress i loved how he had his tech inside little bee beehive that was that was great this little like cell phone that i i just chuckled so hard when that happens because i'm like of course he has this fucking one-way radio or two-way radio whatever the hell it's called in his, in his like just the way that he opened it up and there's just this like like tech in there i'm like what other things does he have keeping like like is he keeping in these beekeeper hives he's got his porno mags and deep in one of them um but yeah and then he just he just turns the phone on and this is where it, like it's almost like john wiki where he like we don't even know who these people really are they're just like called the beekeepers they're on the phone and the dialogue like i i just laughed so hard this moment because he's like yeah i gotta find someone uh you know fbi can't find them and she's like well we're not the fbi <laughs> and, then, and, and then it like goes to black and then and then he's like working on his tractor or something like like it's just like showing a time skip he's like working on his tractor and then he gets a call and she's like we got him and, and then it, like and then it just goes to the next thing like it's not like there was any like back and forth moment there it's just like 
man like this is just hilarious like they're not mm-hmm. even trying to like explain how like okay yeah no we found this guy on this route this is where he could be it's just like no we got him and he's like okay i'm gonna him. go kick his ass and then uh <laughs> but yeah that, that moment just made me laugh so hard because it's like okay and like that's probably the first 20 minutes of the movie too so it's like i know what i'm getting into from here on <laughs> I, I don't need these explanations for sure his uh his honey that he was making when he brought the like the honey the little honey hive in and like compressed it and like poured into that jar holy yeah. shit i would bathe in that that looks dude so that amazing. was like captain's cupboard stuff that was top shelf <laughs> gear i've never seen honey that good before I, I i need me a beekeeper that that can make that and he even made like his 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 uh special label too for eloise and there's mm-hmm. fucking assholes that came on later they just destroy not only his hives but his jars too and you know they, they they definitely get what's coming to them but i was just i like it it looked so fake which it probably was definitely but like man that is just that's a lot of golden nectar that they just completely destroyed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that i guess that is seen too when he makes that orange juice for himself after he got like vindicated or freed from the <laughs> fbi and like the the daughter comes in behind them is like hey can i interest you in something a little stronger and he's just he's not even looking at her he's just like nope but i'll sit and listen <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay that's kind of weird and that's what he does he just sits at this table and he just listens to her so he, his yeah. social skills are so awful again he's just such a fucking weird beekeeper guy because i think in that same scene she's like yeah i'm sorry like i i blamed you and he's just like it's understandable for how you'd be feeling <laughs> as, as he's as he's like facing the wall and she's behind him <laughs> he's a fucking robot man with zero social skills uh, yeah but yeah, I, I just much. found those moments funny like i i could definitely understand when people just think that's stupid but for me it was it was a perfect amount of stupid mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i don't know if i have anything else on the the first couple of sequences first couple of sequences it. yeah um oh what was i gonna say uh i mean like the action when they actually come for him and and even even at the first call center like I've said it a few times already, but I, I did really like all the fight sequences and when um, they they go to the farmhouse and he's just like turning on all the saws and everything mm-hmm. for like background noise to cover his tracks. And I just love a good good sequence like that where you have one individual just fucking taking out these people with guns. And I don't think he shoots a gun like at any point in this in this movie that they, they emphasize too because I think it's like the deputy director or someone that, that's talking about it. it's like he's taking out the FBI agents, the C like the the security guards without even shooting a gun off. And like that's where they it's almost like John Wick with like the Baba Yaga thing where where, where they're talking about this boogeyman type character that uh is just a spook and he's just the the urban like the legend, especially when they have characters that kind of know about the beekeeperisms. That's I I feel where um it feels the most like the john wick stuff where if you know about him like oh man you kicked the hornet's nest like you're you're just dead now and even jeremy irons character says that early on to josh hutcherson when he kind of gets track of uh of of who this guy is and and who's Mm -hmm. actually after him yeah i thought it was it was very fitting that jeremy irons was a uh he was like the former cia director and then he took over former potus's job at, at like uh was it Dar- Darnsworth, I think? It's like Marfield or Marthold or something like that. Something I, I, like I can that, pull it yeah. up. But, the security uh, company. So basically he works for Josh Hutcherson's character. Yeah, because he, like he's like the head of security, I think. Like like mm-hmm. he's in charge of protecting all the assets. And then, yeah, of course, this just druggy son is the CEO, which makes no sense with like zero board members that have any, any say whatsoever. I don't think that was his son. I think I, because I... No, her I, son, sorry. Her son, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, 
Uh, I had a thought of where to go, but I totally just blanked when we were talking about Jerry Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, Irons uh, POTUS, Josh uh, Anderson. It'll come back. It'll come back. Um, I liked jo- uh, Jeremy Irons' little like rants that he, he was having, like moments he would just be like freaking out and getting upset and whatnot. And I like that he called the CIA and had the CIA come in. <laughs> they were the ones who got the beekeeper to help. That, that was the moment that I laughed so hard at, and I was trying to think of actually, so thanks for reminding me. Because <laughs> we go to Jeremy Irons, who, yeah, he was like used to be the head of, of the CIA for like 35 years, he says, and then he calls the, the new person that's in that position and um, asking for a favor. So she... She gets a hold of the beekeepers, and it seemed like they were helping out Statham. And then right away, they get the order. So it's like, hey, we're sending a beekeeper. And this is something that, like, I think the more I think about it, the more issues I have with it. But in the moment, it was just so ridiculous that I I, I did like it. But these beekeepers are supposed to be like Statham. And it, it's not the first time that we've seen, like, the equivalent of an agent fighting off with, like, the old agent and getting dismantled. Because that's kind of what happens in the Bourne movies, right? Like, there's multiple of those types of agents that are trying mm-hmm. to assassinate Jason Bourne and he's just he's the the peak so so he he dismantles them and I'm sure a lot of other spy type movies have that happen as well but um <laughs> and like maybe it's just their their fight style you know like this new beekeeper I don't think we get her name but she definitely seemed a lot more eccentric than uh what Statham's beekeeper isms too but uh the reason why I brought that up was just cuz I laughed so hard because we we go from him talking to her and then she's like hey I'm going to a party uh like we'll be in touch and then she's at the party and calls him it's like oh yeah i got some good news for you jeremy irons I'm, i got a beekeeper on the case and then like they're all like giddy okay this is gonna be awesome and then it just goes to the gas station <laughs> this fucking suv pulls up with like underglow loud music blasting just rams him like out of nowhere and then it's just full out chaos it's a very like fast-paced action scene of her with this massive gun just shooting full blast super super loud in my theater um Cops appeared within seconds. And they <laughs> yeah, get killed. That that, that I I, I kind of like that that was in there because I feel like a lot of the times in here they don't even like have cops anywhere in the vicinity. But you know they had a pretty good response time. She fucking just murders those cops right away though with her giant her giant machine gun that she got in her tracer pack with the rest like of the drum stuff that mag. she got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> massive drum mag, exactly. Fires them all off. We get, a, 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 again, like I did like all the fight sequences. I like when he grabs the hose and like wraps around her neck and just fucking smashes her like on the car. <laughs> That's where I was like, holy fuck. Like so many moments in this movie had that uh, for me. But anyways, um, you know, it leads to the, the minigun moment and like that was just ridiculous on its own. We get the tracer rounds going off. Long story short, Statham takes her out. He takes Buddy's like really nice car, gets out of there, heads towards Boston. That's when he's going to towards Boston after that. And then we just jump to the CIA chick again. Like she's at this exact same party. She's probably been there for like 20 minutes. Like, oh, Jeremy Irons, I got a good beekeeper to take out your beekeeper. And then like calls him after like, uh, yeah, that did not go well. So you are <laughs> on your own. And I, yeah. I just laughed so hard because like the speed of that sequence was just so ridiculous to me. Um, I, well, she, I, she, she sorry. She says that the bee the beekeepers are ch- have chosen to remain neutral in the situation. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so they lose their current beekeeper. I don't know how many active beekeepers they have, but they lose like <laughs> one of theirs. It's just like, uh, yeah, we're gonna remain neutral now after <laughs> after like helping out Statham initially, and then sending another beekeeper to take out Statham, and then after that happened, I, I guess they kind of cancel each other out. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're just gonna remain neutral, and I don't really know who they answer to. I'm assuming like the director of the CIA, if she, if she can at least get them involved 
I'm imagine they had like she has some say in kind of what goes on there. Um, but yeah, that that was just so funny to me. Just I I, I think the way that it happened because it's like oh what's gonna happen after this scene? We just go right back to her at the party. Like uh yeah, beekeepers <laughs> are gonna remain neutral. So you're on your own. <laughs> And then Jeremy Irons is like in the car and he's like, oh, fuck. And then Josh Hutcherson's like, oh, you loser. Like, how can you not handle the situation? <laughs> and he just so annoying throughout the whole movie. It's it's oh, comedic yeah. at times. But for the most part, I was kind of just annoyed with his character. Yeah. Because uh, like he just doesn't make any smart decisions. Even in that moment when uh, Statham goes to the Boston location uh, where they have the FBI and the SEAL Team 6 guys um like the seal team six guys are trying to like clear out the place so that they can just kill him <laughs> and then josh hutcherson's lackey calls josh hutcherson to tell the seal team six guy like it's all about money baby like you're not shutting us down fuck this guy that's already wiped out all these people so just a lot of stupid decisions there that uh, oh yeah kind of bothered me but again i was just kind of in it for the dumb fun anyways from that point josh josh's character too when he keeps getting the calls like i like his introduction, he was just going around the office on a skateboard, and I was just kind of laughing at what, how he's acting. But then when we see him again next, when his first lackey gets killed off the bridge, calls him, and he's just, like, got the, like, oh, those are the new bowls? Oh, nice. <laughs> get, like, the head zen. <laughs> I was laughing just, at those moments for sure. He's just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> got some new bowls? <laughs> so outrageous. Yeah, very eccentric. Um so from there, where do you want to go? Do you want to start talking in the ridiculous POTUS stuff? We might just, as well get yeah. there, yeah, because I think that's, that's everything else is coming. Yeah, so as we were saying it earlier, I think a big surprise to me, to you, and probably anyone that watches this movie is just the absolute escalation this has. Like, I thought that it was just... <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like he takes out the scammers, goes after the main scammer, uh, which I guess he kind of does in a sense because that definitely is Josh Hutcherson pulling the strings there. But it leads to him with make the decision of he's just going to take out the Queen Bee and who the Queen Bee is in this case is the president of, of the United States. I said is a lot there. Apologies. But uh, I just I just laughed out loud, honestly, like when they have that realization that it is the president's son that he's going after. And he's not just going after the son. He's going after her, like because I don't think at any moment he says that he's that or um, sorry, the FBI agents that are tracking him says that he's going to be going after like the rotten egg. Like he's going for the, the mother of the rotten egg. And I, I've, I'm just like. He's going to fucking do it. I guarantee it. I, he's going to fucking do it. This guy is just invincible. And the way that he, um, the way that he, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he inf infiltrates the, uh, mm -hmm. the manor later on. Uh, I, I was digging it because again, it just felt like a, like a code name 47 hitman mission. Uh, and it's so ridiculous at times, especially with like, Again, like it's so ridiculous, but I I had already like paid my ticket for that ridiculousness that I, I I didn't even need like full on explaining. Like I was almost expecting him to just walk up to the front gate with all these Secret Service people and him just be like, "Oh, who are you looking for tonight?" And he just like one v ones them all, or I guess not. Well, 1v1, he did that before, right? With the, yeah, he did. The FBI. Yeah, exactly. He walks into their little huddle. That's why I thought he was going to do it to the Secret Service people, but he actually sneaks in, puts on just a suit, like no mask or anything, and then he like makes <laughs> eye contact with the FBI chick that like instantly she's like, oh my god, he's in the house and calls everyone in there. And uh, I like, it, there was some stupid things going on there, but it was just, it was so entertaining to me on just the fact that they, 
they just they just went with it and I, I i definitely applaud them for that because it's a decision for sure it's pretty bold to just not explain any of that stuff i understand how people could be seeing this as a major negative for that reason but man i i loved it it was it was just hilarious like when he's in the party and he peeks around the corner like fucking randall park's character in aquaman 2 <laughs> and she just like locks eyes with him part of me is like oh is she like is this the moment where she's gonna kind of work with him and like not tell anyone oh my god he's in the house everybody go and like they just go at him and in my mind i'm like why the fuck are these people not shooting him like everybody mm-hmm. just wants to kill this guy they have him on his knees with a gun right by his head and they just like let him talk and then hits the button and then he just like takes them all out from there on so mm-hmm. uh yeah i said a lot the, there. the you're right like the the just being able to like disconnect from the reality of some of this stuff is is wild and you just you don't you know what you're getting into and you just you ride that wave the the one thing that i thought was really just riding the wave was the fact that okay you have secret service you have fbi cia all these different branches of government but then you also have another branch defending the president and the president's son the (laughs) fucking one-legged like guy like this weird i don't even know how to describe they look like characters out of far cry honestly it it felt like a main villain yeah yeah like and he's just like he he walks out and his bus arrives and all like dude with cowboy hat all these guys come out he's like yeah 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 he's just it's so weird he has a whole squad of like pay to win skins that just showed up and he's they're ready to kick ass and and these these are the real like the logistics of it just don't make sense because it's like this is supposed to be like a secret serve like how can the Secret Service trust these people to be near the president? But whatever, we're just going for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they they went for it. The, this character, like, I, I they give they give him the briefest of back stories and monologues. He's, he's in the office. He's with Josh Hutcherson, Jeremy Irons, and he's like, "Oh, beekeeper, I killed one once, <laughs> not before he did this." And he like lifts up his leg. His legs just like gone and. Yeah, I mean, he went out like he had a pretty intense hallway fight with Jason Statham. I really enjoyed that. But that that was one of my favorite fight scenes actually throughout the entire thing of just especially the usage of the audio because there's a lot like there, it's like a mirror room almost mm-hmm. and they like a lot of broken glass. You can just hear the broken glass in their movements. Um, just really intense. A lot of just gross sequences when he like grabs the glass, pushes it right through the guy's cheek mm-hmm. and just completely fucks him up and like the guy puts up a good fight especially for just being a one-legged man like he he stabs statham a couple times um and i i just really like that whole fight sequence so uh i i just like that way that 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 played out and it wasn't just um some random like that goon type character he, like he's not in it a lot but I, i'm glad that they at least gave him a little bit of a personality for this this character that you know he supposedly killed a beekeeper before for him to be the one that that take uh takes on statham and really like he's the one that takes down the most health on him honestly like if you check the health bar after oh, all yeah. these fights it's this one guy that actually puts up a, a decent fight there <laughs> now we can't forget his, his his uh ultimate line when he's got jason statham dead to rights before jason statham shouts uh, or like detonates the the bombs he placed around the, the base right. He's like, to be or not to be. Jason <laughs> looks at him I choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid, but I still laughed and like just got in. Like I'm, I'm, I got pumped in that in that sequence. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's kick <laughs> these guys' ass. 
I mean, how many innocent CIA, like, special forces people did he kill with his bombs? Dude, like, oh my god, I don't. Like, it started with four security guys that he'd killed in that first sequence. And then, like, I was I was trying to kind of keep track of, like, the kill count in it. It was, it was absurd with the amount of people that he had killed in here. And again, like, these are... Say what you will about, you know, like, um, uh, like officers of the law. But, man, he fucking murdered mil... <laughs> it felt like millions of them, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. definitely an exaggeration. But it, definitely in the hundreds of them. And CIA agents, FBI agents, police officers, security guards. I'm sure there were some people caught in the crossfire, too. The, I think he did a decent job at not killing any of the uh, civilians in that party in the end sequence. But there was still a lot of them around. And I'm sure one of them was by that Humvee or something when, oh, <laughs> when, totally. when it exploded. Totally. Um, that one guy on the on the stairs, he like he pulled his knife and he was already like like he was. Oh done. yeah. He, was he looked like he was drinking. Honestly, he's <laughs> yeah. like. <"Woo!" laughs> oh, and he gets knocked down like three flights of stairs. Not down the stairs, but like off the railing and down. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he takes a tumble off the cliff. Uh, okay, we're gonna take our last ad break here, and then we're gonna finish up with this sequence, and then give you know leading door final thoughts. We'll be right back. All right, continuing on with the uh, the big manner sequence. Um, did you think that he was going to kill the president? I at this point, yes. At this point, <laughs> anything was going. I thought he was going to kill the president. I thought the president was in on it because they the, yeah. there was that moment in the office where Josh Hutcherson and the president they kind of had that one on one, and you felt like okay, she's is she kind of being a jerk here? Does she kind of sympathize not sympathize but understand like what Josh is doing? Like doesn't like the drugs for the image in sense, but is she is she aware of what's going on and so when it was that closed setting of the uh, FBI director addressing the fact that hey your campaign was funded by bullshit money and dirty money and whatnot I thought okay this is her they're probably gonna kill him or do something to hide the evidence because I feel like now she is in on this but no once that kind of turns around and we get that sequence of her saying, oh, I'm going to tell him the truth. I'm going to tell the nation the truth. They deserve to know. I thought, okay, this is this is interesting. And I, I at this point, I still did think that she was going to get killed. But uh, I did not think it would have been by the hands of Josh Hutcherson, at least attempted murder. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to just cap them both, honestly. I thought he was going to walk in the room, just boom, boom, and um because like when he finally gets into the room and before he gets in the room too he has this the the standoff with jeremy irons that literally does absolutely nothing he does the biggest bitch route he like tries to stand in front of him and he just like fucking does like he like pulls his fingers back he's like ah! and then he just he just like whimpers <laughs> in the corner like fucking grima worm tongue i'm like man jeremy irons is a little bitch in this movie he's just like really really trying to go after the president they, i don't know they kind of insinuate that they might have had a little bit of romance in the past but yeah he he did not do a good job of protecting the president n- mm. like none whatsoever mm. uh but yeah then he, he blows up the door walks into the room and then we have uh, i guess by this point josh hutcherson would have killed the deputy director character because he's just off the rails he's doing lines he's he's totally off off the hop um and like the mother's like pretty much fearing like from him and uh she was going to be the one that actually like tells the truth to to statham's character um because yeah like i I don't know i kind of assumed that she was going to be in on it as well i I just thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be one of those line those those classic situations that the president is just doing grimy shit which she might have been for sure but uh they they really play it off like she's she she is a good individual um so i was kind of surprised by that and then uh yeah we have the standoff between him um 
Josh Hutcherson, the president, and then the two FBI agents walk into the room, which is the daughter and her partner. And uh, when Statham, like, he, like, does a quick glance over to the window and, like, sees, like, the, like, the ocean or whatever. And earlier on in the film, like, they they were putting a point of emphasis that, like, these these queen killers, they, they're willing to sacrifice themselves to save the hive, to do the ultimate sacrifice to take out the one big enemy it doesn't matter if it if it takes their lives in the process so i actually thought he was gonna do like a double cap thing and then like take out the president josh Hutcherson, and then she was gonna be the one that kills him and that's where that like i really thought that was gonna be the the big full uh i, I guess end of her of her motive or uh, not her motivation her goal to take out statham because he has been breaking the law he has been murdering all these people and also just all like the co co-workers that she like has lost at the hands of statham i thought this is gonna be the moment that she's like he he gets his goal to take out the queen bee but then she takes him out and then everybody kind of did their their mission but no he he just he does fucking wild wild west quick draw mcgraw takes out josh hutcherson which I, I guess that is possibly the first person that he kills with a gun in the entire uh movie maybe i'm Maybe I'm mistaking it. It feels like most of it's all hand combat or explosions. But anyways, he does that. And then he just fucking jumps out the window. And I just laughed out loud. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Because I don't, I don't know. He just fucking leaps out the window. And then she does nothing. She goes out, does a standoff thing with him. Throughout the entire film, she said that she wants to take this guy out. She's not going to let him just run away. They do like a little stare down. And then he just runs and she lets him go. And I, that that, that w was where I was like, fuck this female character. Like, I'm, I was so done <laughs> with this cop. She's such a liar. She she says she wants to take him out. She doesn't even after um, all of this. So, yeah, that, that was the big nail in the coffin for, for that character. But hysterical moment for him just jumping out the window and then it like it just get kept getting crazier because he like runs to the beach he has his like scuba gear that he puts on <laughs> and then he just fucking goes in the ocean and then he goes in the ocean and then credits just roll like it that, like it's not oh my god <laughs> it's not even <sighs> like like him in mexico like enjoying his retirement he literally goes in the water and like that quick it just credits on the screen i was just like holy fuck man what an end of this ridiculous movie so i i was laughing pretty hard in that whole sequence i i kind of recapped everything everything there but anything else you want to you want to jump in well yeah it just it uh, it doesn't feel good when a movie just cuts that fast i like <laughs> yeah. that that's again like the fucking elevator sequence where it's just like cut the guy in half though they cut to credits really fucking fast i don't know came up quick too like like it was it was just scrolling very fast yeah people were audibly like in shock like oh okay uh because i think you you expect us a, a follow-up scene or something like that but no it was super quick and yeah when he kills josh hutcherson no aim down sights he just like fucking like oh, yeah. at his waist headshotted him his head right next to the president's head like amazing <laughs> aim holy shit uh and just the fact that they didn't they didn't shoot him in that instant for all the fbi knew he could have been he could have fired at the president but no they they didn't fire they just let jason Statham shoot and just waited to see what happened and then chased him out the window yeah. uh yeah <laughs> insane uh, um, I, do you do you know why they were doing the party because i know josh Hutcherson said he's inviting some of his his electric digital friends or something like yeah. that but i didn't know if it was like a birthday party or whatnot this just seems like a stupid idea what they, what oh, they I know. Knew was going on it did not make sense to me at all because when um when because josh hutcherson 
calls his mom and says, because this is where Jeremy Irons and, and Josh Hutcherson are kind of, okay, we got to get close to the president just for our own safety. Like we need the secret services kind of help to save us. Uh, so then he calls mommy and then mom is like, okay, I'm going to my cabin this weekend or whatever it is. You can, you, you can join me there. And at no point is it said that this is like a big charity thing or like a big fundraiser type moment. It's just, yeah, no, we'll be there. So I thought it was just literally going to be that, but they, they, it's like Mardi Gras in there. People are just going crazy. You got like techno music, a lot mm-hmm. of drinks all around and just like chaos. So I, I was just, it didn't really make sense. All of, all of what was going on there. Cause it seemed like they were on high edge security and even like, Although the president probably didn't know the full extent that the beekeeper was after them, like I feel like once she was at the manor, like they they kind of knew that 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 uh, was the situation that they there is this very dangerous individual coming after them. And from that point, like if you're the president, like even if it's your say or not, I feel like the secret service people are just gonna like put you in a fucking bunker somewhere, especially if it's, mm-hmm. it's getting to that moment because you hear explosions going on or I guess it's before the explosions. You hear the gunshots going on. You, you hear the violence outside and they're just kind of like in the office. Like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? Like it, it, like that the just kind of seemed ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They, they <laughs> dropped that line. It just, it's pretty ridiculous. But again, like this is a ridiculous movie. So I, I was kind of able to look past it, but for some reason in that moment, it's just like, why is this party even happening right now? Like this, this is just so strange to me, but uh, mm. nonetheless, it led to a, a good, crazy finale mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i have anything else to add anything else yeah i i don't think i really have anything else either other than just saying of just really satisfying violence <laughs> in this mm-hmm. movie with the, the hand-to-hand sequences I, I i liked all of the uh especially the audio cues because i feel like a lot of moments he was using like a telephone or something or like an object to just hit someone and just like the sound effect of that going off was just very it just popped really good with the with the with the speakers in the theater that i was listening to and um yeah i just really liked all the hand-to-hand combat and yeah no just great violent film so yeah. Final, yeah, final ratings. Uh, Taylor Field, I'll go to you first. Uh, I mean, yeah, like like we discussed, there's so many outrageous, quirky things, but this was absolutely on the higher end of the uh, of what I was anticipating. I'm glad I couldn't remember much of the trailer, and I do recommend this movie if you were not interested and you just wanted to tune into the review. That's great. Uh, I feel like I, I feel confident in that the stuff that we described, even though it was spoilery, you could watch it and it's just going to be like, wow, you'll be in shock because you're seeing it for the first time. And it's just it's so crazy. Uh, watch it with friends because you'll have a lot more of a, a really hilarious experience <laughs> because there's so many things that you can just ride off each other with and that occur. Jason Statham is great. Uh, the, the, the choreography is great. Action is all great. So. Yeah, this movie, I'd probably go, I feel like I can confidently give it like a 7 out of 10 because I've really had a, a heckin' good time watching it, and I would easily watch this again. And not just as a background movie, I'd put it on, I would sit down, and I would watch it because there's just, there's so much going on here that's just, it's really, really entertaining. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm i pretty similar to you. I, I had a really good time with this, although there was just some stupid things on screen that's what I bought my ticket for was some stupid things on screen and Statham Statham was great for for what he was you know he <laughs> there's no big emotional sequences that that he delivers but 
I, I just like seeing him in these roles. So, th- so that was lots of fun. And the action definitely delivered. Uh, like I said, I, I did like a lot of the, the audio effects that they were using and just the scale of the craziness that was going on. I was definitely down for um, some stupidness with some characters that I, I just, I feel like maybe we could have used some of that screen time for those characters I didn't like and, and just put it more on Statham and, and that stuff. And maybe even take away like uh, some of the, like the daughter plot stuff and just fill it in with some more background on the beekeeper isms. Cause I, I, I think that was enough interesting lore that I would have liked to explore a little bit more. Um, so I, I definitely think that the, the screen time could have been split differently f- for that mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, yeah, I did, didn't really care for the villain, but it was, uh, a good enough villain that you're fine with them killing <laughs> and like in a satisfying matter. And for all the villains really that he comes across, I feel like he really just goes in a extreme matter. So yeah, I think I would give this one. Honestly, I, I would give it a seven out of ten as as, as well. So nice. I, I yeah I, I had a a great time <laughs> with this one in theaters, seeing it with my pops and uh, and his buddy. So yeah, it it was a good time. Um, I really don't have much more to say than that. It's it's a good start to the year actually. This this is my first twenty twenty four film. So yeah, it it started off with a, with a buzz, as one might say. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, Fantastic. I don't think I have anything else to say. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Taylor and I for this. It's a rare two-man review. We don't get enough of these these days. It's uh, We didn't even do our two-man intro, actually. I just thought of that with our, what oh. are you going to do You know, next time? <laughs> we we got to do more two-man r- reviews or even yeah. just cast together. But uh, that was lots of fun. And uh, we don't see you next time. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I don't know why I said that. So, <laughs> so tragic. Christ. This is the end I of the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,